The FedLife Podcast is presented by Serving Those Who Serve, a fiduciary fee-based financial planning firm serving federal government employees and retirees all over the country. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be taken as financial advice. All listeners should consult their personal advisors before taking any action. The opinions expressed by our hosts are their own and do not reflect the views, policies, or position of either Raymond James or Serving Those Who Serve. Hello and welcome to this episode of the New Look FedLife Podcast. You've already seen one episode of it. We're sticking with it. So you get to see Ed's and my smiling faces throughout all of these. I'm your host, Dan Seip, additional of the branch manager here at Serving the Reserve and Lee Seip and Associates. And I will begin, as I always do, by saying thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Thank you for your service to the government, to the country, to me, to everyone. You are the glue that holds everything together. You don't hear it enough. You're always going to hear it here. The other thing that you will always hear on this podcast is the guru, Ed Zerndorfer. He is back with us once again as part of that ongoing mission to reach, teach, and serve you. Now, at the outside, I need to say the opinions of our guest Ed Zerndorfer, no matter how awesome they are, are not the opinions of Raymond James or Serving Those Who Serve. This podcast is presented for information only and is not meant to be taken as advice. All listeners, I mean you, should consult their personal advisors before taking any action. And if you don't have a personal advisor, hit us up at Serving Those Who Serve stwserve.com. We will help you any way we can. So for today, we've got a little bit of a, a mixed bag, but nevertheless, I think is pretty important. We're going to cover a big change, at least I think it is, to TSP catch-up contribution rules and then round out with a pretty cool update to the rules regarding early TSP withdrawals for public safety employees. So Ed, let's jump in. And Ed, you gave me a new word. Okay. I'm using it, baby. You gave me a new word, Rothification. So this comes from the Secure 2.0 Act, Ed. So give folks a little bit of background on that, and then we'll jump into this Rothification. Yes, Dan. Yeah, the Rothification is here to stay. As I say, back in December, last December 2022, Congress passed Secure Act 2.0. Actually, Secure mm-hmm. to, uh, Secure Act 1.0 was passed back in December 2019, three years earlier. It took Congress a couple more years to put put some updates, add some new things to the original Secure Act 2.0. But they put a lot of new things into Secure Act 2.0, and we're going to be talking about two of them today. Um, and The first major change, the first one we're going to be talking about is that starting in 2024, because a lot of the provisions of Secure Act 2.0 were not all of them, they're taking effect immediately. We had a few this year, but this one is taking effect as of January 1st, 2024. And that provision is that starting next year, the catch-up contributions that federal employees can make to the thrift savings plan plan are gonna change a little bit. Just a little background information that if you are a FERS employee and you're over age 50 as of the last day of the year, you can contribute an additional amount to the the TSP. And how much is that? This year in in 2023, 
it's uh, $7,500, $7,500. Mm -hmm. This is in addition to the regular contribution limit of $22,500 for a total of $30,000. Now, as, the, as federal employees know, you have two choices regarding which TSP account you want to contribute to. You can contribute to the traditional TSP, that's the pre-tax, the, the pre-tax one, that, that's the original one, started in 1987, or, and or you can contribute to the Roth TSP. That, that Roth TSP, the contributions that you make are made with after-tax dollars, their first tax. And the difference is with the traditional TSP, everything coming out of the traditional TSP is fully taxable. Whereas with the Roth TSP, all the contributions you make, yes, were made with after-tax dollars, but the earnings that you accrue over time when they are withdrawn after age 59 and a half are not going to be taxed. Everything coming out of the Roth TSP is fully non-taxable. And again, you can contribute to both. There's no income restrictions regarding the TSP like there is in terms of contributing to the Roth TSP versus if you wanted to contribute to a Roth IRA. With a Roth IRA, sure. there are income limitations, but no such things with the Roth TSP. All right. So, and federal employees, let's say over age 50, have a choice. They can contribute both, as I say, both to the traditional to the, or to the Roth for their regular contributions as well as the Roth. But starting January 1st, 2024, it's going to change because mm -hmm. under Secure Act 2.0, that an employee who has access to a qualified retirement plan, like a 401k plan, the TSP. It's not labeled as a qualified retirement plan. It has many of the features of a qualified retirement plan who, have, who are able to make contributions to their, make catch-up contributions. Starting mm -hmm. in 2020, I'm sorry, 2024, that if an employee's wages exceed a certain amount, Mm -hmm. Then, and they're contributing to their 401k, in this case, the TSP, all catch-up contributions have to be made to the Roth account. They cannot make anything to the traditional account. So, starting next year, what I'm saying is that if you are a federal employee and you're in federal service during 2024, you're over age 50, and your wages back in 2023, I'll talk about what that wage amount is exceed a certain amount, you can only contribute to the Roth TSP account for your catch-up contributions. Your other contributions, the regular the, 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 the regular contributions that you make can go to the can go to the traditional TSP, but it's just the Roth, the catch-up contributions have to be made to the Roth TSP account. Now let's talk sure. about what that wage amount is. For those employees whose social security wages I didn't say taxable wages. I'm talking about Social Security wages. During 2023, exceeded $145,000. That $145,000 will be indexed through the years. Go up. But during 2023, if your Social Security wages exceeded $144,000, then during 2024, and you want to make catch-up contributions, you're over 50, those catch-up, those Roth TSP, those contributions that you make, to, those catch-up contributions have to go to your Roth TSP account. They cannot go to your traditional TSP account. Gotcha. I'm not going to say this is a huge deal, but it is something for which people need to prepare themselves a little bit 
and that is they're going to be paying a little more on their income taxes as a result of this going into Roth versus being pre-tax, right, Ed? Because that's correct. You know, it's not going to be taking the annual income down by seventy-five hundred. So they, you know, they could have, you know, nineteen hundred, two thousand, something like that. Probably not going to wreck anybody, but certainly something to be aware of. Okay, so don't be surprised by that. You know, be sure to share this with folks because Ed, you know as well as I do, it's not that it's not that unusual for a Fed, at least here in the D.C. metropolitan area, to be above one hundred forty-five thousand. Yeah, a couple things here, Dan. I just want to mention about that. I get this question: What do you mean Social Security wages? What are your Social Security wages? What were my Social Security wages? Well, if you look at your W two that you get every January, you got a whole bunch of boxes on that W two. Box one are your taxable wages, and box box three are your Social Security wages. You actually have another box for wages called Medicare wages. Sure. And you know <clears throat> what's the difference here? Well, let's say your gross salary for the year is $150,000, $150,000. That's your gross salary, okay? Mm -hmm. And deducted from your gross salary are, are things, off the top, are things like your health insurance premiums, the health insurance premiums, dental vision insurance premiums that reduce your taxable wages. There's a, well, what about my contributions to the TSP? Does that reduce my taxable wages? Yes, it does. But it does not reduce your Social Security wages. If your gross salary is 150000 we're starting off at that point. That's your Social Security wages. And let's say you're paying $3,000 for, for health insurance. Your taxable wages will be reduced down to $147,000. That's for health insurance. What about your Social mm -hmm. Security wages? Well, the way the premiums are taken out, that's also taken out before Social Security taxes. But if you put, let's say, $10,000 into the traditional TSP, now your, mm -hmm. your tax wages already have been reduced down to $147,000. Your taxable wages are going, are going to go down to $137,000. That's your taxable wages. What about your Social Security sure. wages? Nope. Because when you contribute Whoa. to the traditional TSP, the Social Security tax is being taken out. And people gotcha. say to me, well, that's not fair. Why can't they take out? Why can't they just forget about the Social Security tax on, on, on when I contribute to the, the, my contributions to the traditional TSP? You don't want that. Why? They say, why do you want to make sure that your Social Security, that, that your contributions to the TSP are subject to FICA tax? The reason is that when you get your Social Security benefits, what are your Social Security benefits based on? Your 35 highest years of earnings, Dan. What earnings? Your Social Security earnings, not your taxable earnings. It's your Social Security earnings. You want to squeeze out every dollar you can when it comes to Social Security. And if they didn't Absolutely. take out the Social, <clears throat> if they did take out the Social Security tax, they didn't take out the Social Security tax. It's going to affect your Social Security benefits. So again, we're sure. looking at this box three Social Security wages. That's going to be the determining factor. Next January, when you get your 2000 employees, get their 2023 W two. They should look at box at box three of their W two statement called Social Security wages. That'll be a determining factor. That if they're if the employees over fifty 
and they're making contributions to the TSP. But the catch-up contributions, keep in mind that they must go into the Roth TSP account. They cannot go into the traditional team. That's just the catch-up contributions. The other contributions that make it part of the limit, let's say like this year, the limit's 22,500 regular contributions, right. 7,500 catch-up. So, and if, let's say they don't change for next year. They probably will, but let's say they don't. So next year, an employee over age 50 can put 22,500 22, regular and 7,500 kind of their of this deduction for salary into the Roth TSB account. Okay, and into the cap for catch-up contributions. The 22,500 sure. can go anywhere, Roth or traditional, but the 7,500 must go into the Roth TSB account. You were talking about taxes. Sure. I'm an accounting practice, Dan, as you know. I do and know I that. tell my clients, <clears throat> if there's a change in your life when it comes to taxes, I want to be the first to know about it. That is, if you know for a fact next January, you're going to be putting more money into the Roth TSP, let's adjust your withholding from the get-go, from the beginning of the year. Because if you come to my office the following spring to get your taxes done, and you owe a whopping amount of money, don't you come complaining to me. You didn't <laughs> Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, also in your article, you notice that there's another plus side. There's an increase for catch-up contributions for certain ages. Talk to us about those. Yes, this is another provision of Secure Act 2.0, but Dan, this is not going to take effect until January 1st, 2025. This is the next change. This is another change. And what this change is that uh, if you're in federal service, federal service starting January 1st, 2025, and you are 60 years old, 61 years old, or 62 years old, or 63 years old, you're going to be able to put more money into catch-up. Your catch-up is going to be in that. You're going to get an additional amount. Now, what is that additional amount? It's going to be the higher of $10,000. Right now, it's $7,500. Then it's going to be the higher of $10,000 or... I hate to be too technical here, 150% of whatever the uh, catch-up contribution is in 2024. So if the catch-up contribution <laughs> limit in 2024, let's say, is 7,500. I did a little math here. 150% of, of 7,500 is $11,250. So that's more yep. than 10,000. So if you're an employee who's 60, 61, 62, 63, you got to be in federal service. You, you have to be in order to contribute to it, to the team, to the TSB. And you can put as much as $11,250 into the Roth TSB during 2000 for catch-up contributions, for catch-up in general. But remember, though, that if your Social Security wages are over that certain amount during 2024, all those Roth contributions, all the all those catch-up contributions have to be made to the Roth TSP account based on what we mentioned before. Sure. Now, this is something that if if you're not really what it boils down to, folks, and I'm fine either way. You can spend 40 hours a month making sure that you're on top of everything. Okay, we got a great website for it. You could easily spend 40 hours a month reading up on all the stuff. But if you ever decide you don't want to, there's folks like us who are happy to help you, you know, keep track of that. But 
you do not want to just go blithely down the garden path hoping for the best because you will get some surprises that way. All right, Ed, so now this one's really exciting to me. Let's dive into the new rules for our public safety feds. So this is also a change from 2.0, but you identify an act from 1995 actually created some more generous rules for TSP access for special provisions employees. That's another way to refer to this group, correct? Actually, it's 2015. Mm -hmm. It was actually 2000, 2009, oh, 2015. Okay. 2015, a little, about 20 years later. Okay. Or later. Okay. So let's talk about that original act. Back in 2015, I got the name of the law here. One second. Yeah. It was called the Defending Public, Public Safety Employees Retirement Act of 2015. And what okay. that act said was, Dan, that if you are a public service employee, a public service employee, and we'll, we're going to talk about specifically who that, who that, who that includes, and you, and you can, and you're able to retire. For federal employees, we're talking about law enforcement officers, federal firefighters, air traffic controllers, who are under this category of public service employees. They're called specifically special provision employees. And you can retire with a minimum 25 years of service, of such service, at any age. Sure. Or you can retire at age 50 with a minimum 20 years, 20 years of such service, and then retire and get a, a penalty-free annuity. Penalty -free, you can get your annuity will be based on whatever number of years you had on, under your particular job category, your public service employee, and get the annuity for the rest of your life. Now, the only problem with that is before 2015, with regard to the traditional TSP. Sure. When you're contributing to the traditional TSP as an employee, you have, you're not thinking about when you can take the money out. You're just busy putting the money in, which is important. You should, the only time you get to contribute to the TSP when you're an employee, you should make every effort to maximize your TSP. But then you get close to retirement and say, hmm, I'm getting close to retirement. And I'm thinking about retiring at 55, 57, age 60. Question, and I get this question, when can I start taking the money out of my traditional TSP and not be subject to a 10% early withdrawal penalty? Answer, I'll give you a hint. It's not 59 and a half. It's age 55. Okay. If a, if a federal employee retires sometime during or after the year they turn 55, they mm -hmm. can make penalty free, no 10% early withdrawal penalty withdrawals from their traditional TSP. I emphasize traditional. Roth is different. Roth, you got to be 59 and a half, but the traditional TSP is 55. So, What's the problem here with the special provision employee? We just said a few moments ago that a special provision employee could retire with a minimum of 25 years of service at any age. Maybe, maybe 47. Yeah. 47. They started working yeah. when they were 22. Yeah. Fresh out um, of college. Sure. Fresh out of college. Or they could retire at age 50 mm -hmm. with a minimum of 20 years of service. They're younger than 55. 
Right. What happened before 2015? Those special provision employees had to wait until 59 and a half to start drawing their TSP in order to avoid a 10% overdraw penalty. Ouch. Well, this Defending Public Safety Employees Retirement Act of 2050 changed that. And here's what that act said. It said that if you are a public service employee, a special provision employee, I meant law enforcement officer, air traffic controller, federal firefighter, and you retire at age 50 with a minimum of 20 years of service, you can make penalty-free withdrawals from your traditional TSP. And the special employees were all all gung-ho. They were all excited about this. I never forget, I was doing a retirement seminar at the Secret Service. Oh, I was so excited. And they were drilling me in. You know, after working, for, you know, I got out of the military. I started working at the Secret Service. And now I'm 45 years old. I got 25 years of Secret Service. I'm so excited. I'm going to be able to retire. And now you're saying to me, it's now the year 2016, I can start drawing my traditional TSRL penalty. I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. What age are you going to retire? Oh, I'm going to be 45. You can't do that. Well, what happened? Because you're not 50. You got to be 50 year old to retire. And then, he, then the person said to me, oh, I got an idea. I'll retire, not draw my TSP. I won't wait, I'll wait till 50. Not going to work. Not going to work because you have to actually retire at age 50 or older. You're retiring before age 50. That was the Defending Public Safety Act of 2015. Sure. Secure Act 2.0 changed that, Dan. It said if you retire with a minimum of 25 years of a public of a public employee, a public service employee mm-hmm. at any age, you can start drawing your qualified retirement plan, including the TSP, and not be subject to a 10% overdraw penalty. You don't have to. You don't have to retire at 50 year old. So that that's is just a, a major huge change. benefit. Huge benefit. And when did it take effect? As of January the 1st, 2023. Right now, it applies. Yep. That's, Big change. Dan. That's. That's a big win for a special and hardworking group of people that we're talking about folks that are many times going into harm's way or also making sure that our airplanes don't smack into each other while we're up there, which is, which is a skill I greatly prize. (laughs) I like landing in the same plane that I went up in. So I think that is just great. Any twists or turns in eligibility that we need to consider? Yeah. Like I was mentioning that it applies to public service employees under for federal employees that come in the category of special provision employees, mm-hmm. include law enforcement officers, federal firefighters, air traffic patrollers, customs and border protection officers. Sure. Think about our, think about our borders here, what these poor people are going through in terms of. Absolutely. You know, it, 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 believe me. It won't be that uncommon for somebody with 25 years of such service. They want to get out as soon as possible, long before age 50. <laughs> so the deflection. Well, as a federal employee, everybody has what's called a job classification, job classification. And there's a code, a code that shows up on your form SF-50. 
you know gotcha. what, not, what type of what employee you are by looking at your SF50 box number 30, box number 30. Now we point this out, by the way, during our retirement webinars, it's one of the things we go through because everybody has to make sure they got the right code. Well, for the purposes here, we're talking about four job categories here that these employees should know what their code or the code is to make sure that they're eligible for the special take advantage of this new law. So if you are a law enforcement officer or firefighter, I suggest that you go to your most recent SF50, the box number 30. Now, to make it a little more complicated, I hate to do this. These codes are, will depend on when you were hired as a first, as a first employee. We're talking strictly here as first employees, obviously, depending mm-hmm. on when you're hired. If you were hired in your particular job before January, before January 1st, 2013, you are what's called, you're under the regular FERS retirement, FERS retirement. And if gotcha. you're a law enforcement, law enforcement, a law enforcement officer or a firefighter, you have the code M, M is in Michael. M. If you're an air traffic controller, you have the code L as in line. Okay. If you're a custom border and protection officer, you have the code O. O is an Oriole. Okay. It's going to be in your box, in your SF50 box number 30. Now, if you're hired in your particular occupation during the year 2013, the same codes apply, except there's going to be an R and R. Why R? Because you're equipped to call it a FERS Ray employee, FERS revised new employee. You were hired during the year 2013. Law enforcement officer and firefighter, the code is MR, MR. Air traffic controller, gotcha. LR. Custom borders and protection officer, OR. And finally, okay. if you are a special service employee hired anytime after December 31st, 2013, you're going to have the letter F added to the, the original code. So law enforcement and firefighter, MF. Air traffic controller, LF. Custom, custom border and protection officer, OF, OF. So that's your category. Now, now, Dan, and I always say this, you gotta be very careful here because it's the responsibility of the agency that you work for to let TSP know you have such a that you are in such a category because when it comes time when it comes time to taking money out of your TSP TSP mm-hmm. your traditional TSP the TSP has to know that you have the right so-called employment code employment code okay and the agency actually furnishes this information to the TSP that you have the right employment code otherwise the TSP has no idea what your occupation is. They have, they don't learn. All they know is you're applying to take money out of your TSP. So sure. if they, they don't have the, they don't have the right information and you're, and let's say you're taking, you're retired and you're taking money out of your TSP. You're, let's say 47 years old. They're going to say it's an, it's an early withdrawal subject to an early withdrawal penalty. So right. you have right. to make sure that the right information is being furnished to the TSP by your agency that you have the right code. So it's very important that you check your code. You check your code, check your code on your SF50 box number 30 as soon as possible. Because you have the wrong code, you've got to get it corrected. Gotcha. And so, Ed, you know, after your 
after you've done a withdrawal, you need to report. So what happens there? Okay. All right. So in general, when a, a an annuitant takes money out of their traditional TSB, the following January, the TSB sends what's called a 1099-R, reporting mm-hmm. your distribution. You took money out of your traditional TSP account. There are many boxes on the 1099-R, but one of the, what the most important boxes are what you took out, the gross distribution. Then there is the taxable distribution, tells how much of your distribution is actually taxable. But another box tells you the type of distribution. Was it a regular distribution, normal distribution? That's not subject to any early withdrawal penalty. You have to have the right code in there so that if TSB did not get the right information from the agency, but you have the right employment code, then they're going to put a code one in box number seven. That's an early withdrawal penalty. Gotcha. And what's going to happen? What's going to happen if you, if the agent, your agency, the TSB did not, we're not in contact, didn't get the, the TSB didn't get the right information from the agency and you were subject to an early withdrawal penalty. Well, all is all hope. There's hope. There's hope. Not in my lost. article, in my article that I yep. wrote about this, and it's up on, on in the FEDSA, it talks about I call it that da- I call it damage control. You can avoid paying the 10% overdraw penalty by filing, and I have all the information in the article, by filing IRS form 5329 with your taxes. It's right there. It's right there. There's a, there, there, there you go, folks. Are, there it is. And explains what you need to do to avoid paying an early withdrawal penalty. It can be done. But if you're going to do this again, I would suggest that you contact your agency to get in touch with TSB for them to get the right information about your code. Sure. You know, because, look, we're not here to defend. We're not here to bash. But, Ed, you've encountered some things in your tax practice where information wasn't the way it should have been. Correct? Exactly. So this is a be your own advocate moment, folks. If you're working without a net, if you don't have an advisor, that's fine. We're not saying you have to have one. But you do need to know what you need to know so that then you can tackle this if something does not work the way it's supposed to. Okay, because the biggest thing for Ed and I, we want to make sure that none of our feds loses out on what they're supposed to get. Because when you make the decision to serve the public trust, you are making commitment, you're making sacrifices. And I've said through my whole career, those of you listening to me for a long time know this, I believe federal service is back-end loaded. Okay, so sometimes there are sacrifices you make along the way, and then you... You reach a point where you have a pension, you have the health care, you have all those things. We want to make sure you get all of them. Correct, Ed? That's correct. I can't agree more with you, Dan. I'll get, I'll get one other example about this, I, and I point this out in the column, that if a special provision employee retires, you know, with 25 years of service at any age, or age 50, with a minimum of 20 years of service, and they have both a traditional TSP account and a raw TSP account, 
This avoidance of a 10% of the withdrawal penalty only applies to the traditional TSP because it does not apply to the raw TSP. You have to be 59 and a half to take money out of your raw TSP and not have to pay tax on the earnings as well as the 10% of the withdrawal penalty. So if you have both accounts, when you apply to take money out of your TSP, you have to be very specific. You have to tell the TSP that you only want money coming out of your traditional TSP account, not the raw TSP account. If you are eligible to take it out at any age, because you're a special provision employee, because you have 25 years of service, or you're, you retired at age 50, or a minute 20 years of service, you've got to be very specific to them. I only want the withdrawal to come from the money coming out of my traditional TSP account. Leave my raw TSP account alone. Otherwise, if you don't specify, the TSP is going to take it out pro rata, according to your account balance. And here, you didn't specify, yeah, the traditional TSP will not be subject to a 10% or withdrawal penalty. But the Roth TSP earnings is going to be subject to a 10% overthrow. And you're going to have to be taxed, by the way, on the earnings. That is bad. That's a lousy surprise to have. And we don't want anybody to get hit with that. Well, Brother Ed, you've done it again. You've pulled up a lot of stuff the feds need to know about, but probably wouldn't have found on their own. They might have. Okay, but they might not have. So what we're trying to do is be an improvement over those water cooler conversations where you hear from somebody and you think it's right and it turns out maybe it was a little bit off we're going to try and get you the stuff that that is right and it's timely for you so once again ed i don't know how you do it but i'm glad you do it and thank you for what you do for the feds thank you for what you do for us for raising our level you're a national treasure my friend thank well you. folks that is a wrap we will see you at our next podcast. And as you see now, you can see us for better or for worse. Want to do a quick shout out to Ben and Caitlin who are in our producer's chairs. Thank you all for getting us through this. We are serving those who serve. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on our YouTube channel and Spotify. Please remember to share it with your friends and strangers. Check us out on Twitter and LinkedIn. And do not forget, do not, do not, do not forget those live webinars every week. Uh, go to the SWS website, that's stwserve.com. You'll see the button up at the top. Click it. You will get the whole menu. There's a ton. And quick plug here, since we were talking about special provisions, we have a special provisions webinar coming up later this month. So do not miss that. And we've got another one coming in the fall. The guru will come to you, reach you where you are, teach you where you are, serve you where you are. As I like to say, you can learn in your bunny slippers. And we'll be there. Sign up for one, sign up for all, and share the page with your friends. They will thank you. So wrapping it up for Ed, the crew serving those who serve, and me, Dan Sight, I will close as I always do by saying this. Good luck, Godspeed, and above all, remember, it's your fed life, so please make it a great one because you deserve it. Stay well, everybody. We are out. 